podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So excited you decided to join us. Uh, before we jump in today, um, I want to make sure I give a shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, they were Their customer service is, and again, this is from a Midwestern boy, their customer service is second to none. Whenever I've had any problems with with one of my three machines, they've always been able to help us. So go over and check out Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged, Teach Hoops, uh, any of our podcasts, Coach Collins, and they'll give you $400 off. You won't find a better discount out there. They will take really good care of you. And make sure you tell them I sent you. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. Um, we are the only ones out there that offer 14-day free trial because we believe in our product so much that we want you to come and kick the tires. We want you to take it for a test drive. Nowhere else are you going to find a high school coach who's also coaching. Um, <laughs> giving, I just got off a, a phone call with a teachhoops.com member. So who else has my cell phone number and, and, and calls me and talks to me about things that he has uh, questions on with his team? Where else are you going to find that on the web? Go over and check it out. Um, like I've said before, it helps us keep the lights on in these podcasts and our YouTube and everything else free. So go over and check it out. And oh. One more thing I forgot. I was going to say, let's head off. Uh, go leave a review. We love those reviews. We read every one of them. Go leave those five-star reviews. Um, and let's head off to the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With those. Uh, moving them up. Got to yeah. move them up. There's actually a couple more that I've considered moving up just because our program's in such dire straits. But I can't just decimate our middle school either. Well, and you don't want to like, well, yeah, you got to look at personalities too. But I always tell parents, it's like, I'm not going to tell your kid not to take calculus. If they're smart enough to take calculus, I'm going to have them take calculus. Right. I'll leave them at geometry because all their friends are in geometry. Right. So it's the same thing in basketball. It's like if they're good enough, you're going to put them – they should be where they should be. Yeah, and they're, they're special kids. They really are. I mean, yeah. It wasn't, without, it wasn't without serious thought. It wasn't a flippant move. And I told the parents that and I told other kids that, you know, that were asking about it, you know, because that those girls were like that. Those were girls who were the leaders of the team. And I said, well, this gives y'all an opportunity to step it up. This gives y'all an opportunity right. to right. now be the leaders instead of relying on Grace and Mariska. Right. Now you can play as a team instead of letting them do all the work for you. And if you're going to get to play with them again. It's not like they're like going to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Then I go into the moon. But we do have uh, we have a core group of probably three or four girls that I think uh, that are left down there at the eighth grade with some good coaching. And I've been at every practice. I've been killing it just every practice. I've been there just either just to be visible or to show a couple of drills and just keep the girls excited. Because how often does a head coach get to make it to practice? Right. Does and when practice? when do you guys start? We don't start until the twenty third. So obviously I'll be pulling back somewhere around the twenty third. So Illinois just called theirs off. Oh, the whole state. So at least middle of January, no basketball. Yikes, that's tough. The ripple's happening, but you're in South Dakota, so you'll be. You're in South Dakota, right? Uh, North Dakota. North Dakota. Similar, but, similar, similar situation, but South Dakota is probably even in better situation than we're in. But with Christy Noam over there, kind of keep things open. But yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're still open. You know, just doing our typical protocols and whatnot, trying to avoid you know being quarantined. That's the big thing. So. 
Right. Well, that's what's happening in Wisconsin in the football right now is like yeah. there was like a like the number one team in like division six just got quarantined and like they're done. Like they won't they can't even do tournament, I don't think, at this point. Yep. Um, yep. That's huge. I mean, our volleyball team got quarantined twice. <laughs> quarantined twice. But thankfully they were able to reschedule some of the games. But, right. Uh, hasn't been without its challenges, that's for sure. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna have a very open winter, so I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be very available. So I think I don't know. I'll know more in a couple of weeks. I think. And I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that for you and the kids. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm just hoping we never have to deal with this ever again. This is I know. Crazy. It might. They could. Like my son made the smartest decision ever, not going to college. So I think it was a good decision. So. Yeah. 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 It was really good. I think. All right, go ahead. You guys got, I know Mark's on. He's figuring out stuff. Do you guys got any questions? Go ahead, yeah, shoot away. Somebody on. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach, I've got, I've always got questions, so I could start I know, off. I know you do. Go ahead. Throw um, a couple in. So we were talking about our uh, the man offense, so just um, our, our screening. And this person – you can see. I do. I'm gonna. I just moved it up to my like 40 inch screen, so I could see a little bit better. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So as this person's passing here, they're gonna cut to the deep corner. Yep. That's what just, we had talked about last time, right? Yep. Right. And then just run a pick and roll right here on this side. So this guy, this guy's coming up, running a pick and roll, and these two guys screening on the other side. Yeah, you could do that. You you're trying yeah. to leave that middle open, right? Yep. Yeah. So my question is this: is um, let me turn. Up a little bit. Um, the question is: This guy here in the deep corner, when this guy when this guy penetrates into the paint, yep. Did this guy float behind. Him? I do. I, I like that. I like the banana cut a lot. I like the fill behind cut. But you got to okay. work on. Yeah, you got to work on when they drive. That you probably have in the screener roll. You got to work on two things. You got to work on drive and kick, and then you got to work on drive and pivot and kick back out. It's a little bit of dribble drive, but you know what I'm saying? So as that one guy drives to the paint, he's going to have several options. He's going to maybe hopefully go to the rack and shoot. But if he gets stopped, he's going to have that roller somewhere. But then he knows he's always going to have somebody behind him filling. Okay. He's filling his spot. Yeah, my concern was, is this guy coming too early and bringing this other guy into play versus – That's okay, though, as long as that guy – which guy put the numbers uh, the guy the guy that's the defensive player who's guarding this guy yep if he sinks back he you're saying he's gonna help on that drive right so yeah that's great that, that's why that three will be wide open then so it's right. better to have him float behind than just hang out he's okay. got to make a decision that's okay. what you want defenders especially teenage boys to make decisions because half the time they're going to do it wrong um so if he helps, like here's my theory. Even if put 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 that back up again, and then put put somebody put the guy put a number in the corner. Yep, yep. And then put a number here on the wing with the ball. Yep, one with the ball. And then put the guy in the top. Yep. And then put another guy on top. Yep. Put put your five guys where they would be. All right. So so let's say even let's say th- let's say three is up top at the top of the key. 
The one at the elbow. Yeah, that guy's at the top of the key, right up. Yep, right up there. And let's say let's say the wing has the ball. If he drives, that defender in the in the block has to make a decision. He has to make a decision on that drive. Right. So that's why that's why I'm a I'm a, I like spreading the floor as much as possible. I like that five out. So if you put one on the top of the key there, put a put a player on the top of the key. Yeah. Offense? Yeah, on offense. Yep. Okay, so you got those five offensive guys. Let's say five is a little bit a little bit wider. So if two drives to the basket, he doesn't even need to get a screen. If he drives, that defender on the baseline has to make a decision. Is he gonna? And and that's hard in our at least in our league because they can usually shoot. So how much do you help? How much do you stay out in your guy? Okay. So I might not even set that ball screen all the time. I would just say go. Okay, mm-hmm. but, but that's fine as far as the offense. If we are just running a pick and roll, he rolls. This guy's attacks. This guy yep, and then, I, then four and five got to do something on that weak side. They got to do something, yeah. flare or something, and then yeah, and then I like that. I like that cut behind a lot. Okay, but it's a hard pass out. That's the one thing I will tell you is you got to practice that drive and then kick back out. Okay, you got to practice that. That's not an yeah. easy. It's not an easy pass, um, but we just we do some shooting drills where we do that, and then it, it, you'll get wide open threes. You will get you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, I do. A, I do a lot of three on three scenarios where we practice that. You do. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the fill behind is huge because the 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 defender guarding the guy who's filling behind is going to sink down. And the guy filling behind is going to be wide open. You just got to practice pivoting and turning and looking. It's the behind. pivot. It's the pivot and turn that's hard. And then um, because they're going to get yelled at if the guy drives all the way to the basket. Right. So in their yep. minds, they're thinking, "I got to stop the ball. I got to stop the ball. I got to yep. stop the ball." And yep. then um, we call it banana cuts because it's like they remember that. Like it's a banana. It looks like a banana. You're kind of crying. Yeah. And then they remember right. it. So if I yell banana cut. I can even yell it as the guy drives sometimes and they'll go and they'll banana cut and then they'll be wide open. Yeah. They like it because it tends to be an open shot or relatively mm-hmm. open shot. Yep. Um, and it's not something it's, and I, and I figured I've tried to figure out why that works. And I think it's because the, the coaches don't teach the defensive part of that. Like how to, how to, how to, jet, how to slow them enough. There's not enough work on the defensive aspect. Like, I, I don't remember last time I worked on defending those kind of cuts. Um, right. You know, I'll do small-sided game stuff, but I won't necessarily work on those kind of cuts. And so I've started doing that because we've started getting, you know, getting good at it, and then we got to defend yeah. too. Um, but, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that. I think that will be good, too, that, that, that thing we were talking about the other day about off on the offensive end. I think that will help. But small-sided games is a great way to teach it. It is. Three, three on three, two on two. It's a great way to teach it. I love okay. doing that. Cool. All right. Other questions? You guys can jump in, too. I don't have to. I'm, not, I'm no guru. I mean, I can help. But um, Yeah. Yeah, I have, a, I have a question here. Just maybe everybody okay. else can pitch in here, too, and kind of give me some, some advice. Um, um, uh, you know, just so everybody knows, I, you, you know, I'm dealing with a – 
a program where I'm rebuilding a program um, that's just kind of been decimated the last several years by just coaches not being as involved as they could be. Great coaches in terms of X's and O's and whatnot, just not just not great coaches in terms of building a culture. Um, I mean, they went to state two years ago and made it to the state tournament, the final four, and, you know, they only had eight girls on the team last year. You know, it's crazy to me. It's like in the, after the first year, after the first year we went, it's like I think there are kids from like who I don't even know where they came out of the woodwork. Like, yeah, I can play now. It's like, what are you talking it's about? Just a, it's just a testament, I think, just some of the some of the personality issues with the coach and just very very abrasive. Some, some of the kids and I've got girls that are coming out of the woodwork that have uh, been, not played for two years but they heard that I was coaching and, you know, they met me and I got to talk to them and then they're coming to my open gyms and they want to play again. And some of them are pretty decent. Are they athletic? Imagine what you could be if you were in the program for two years. I know. Quitting your year. Go find the uh, athletes, baby. You can always make them basketball players. Yeah, right. That's what I've done with a couple of the volleyball girls. I've been going to the volleyball games and I've been recruiting, supporting them, but also recruiting them. Cause if you're an athlete and you're a freshman and you're five foot 11, I can do something with you as a girl. Well, five eleven, like fast. a six, seven boy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. nobody that's six, seven that walks in our school that I don't know by name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yep. I'm getting to know them. And, um, so, that my, my, my situation is, you know, we start and uh, we start maybe three, four weeks here, November 23rd, first day of practice. And um, we had maybe at open gym, we had about 23 girls there and about seven of them, six of them were middle school girls only. So the girls that are going to play on the high school team, we had about 16, 17 girls there and maybe five or six didn't make it right that day from the high school. So we had maybe 20, 22 girls available to us plus some girls that are claiming they're going to come out but i haven't met them until i see you i don't even know you exist i mean right and and, and then again I, I think too until november 23rd hits first day of practice i don't know that you're actually playing you may become an open gym but god knows what will happen do, do they have to fill out paperwork before they come they probably do yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm on them about that too yeah. online registration and your physical get it done i don't want to i don't want you waiting until the last minute and then you know we have nine days of practice that we have to get in before you can play and now you're not able to play the first game which is a very winnable game our first game i keep saying to the girls at open gym i said we can win our winnables we have to win our winnables our first game that's a winnable game and um the uh but, but the situation I have right now is my AD is uh, asking me, okay, well, Rex, are you guys going to have three teams? Are you going to have a freshman, a JV, and a varsity? Are you going to have a freshman, a, sof- a sophomore, and a varsity? And I said, man, we barely have 20 girls. We need to just have a freshman and a varsity because we have, we have mostly freshmen. And I have you, don't wanna, you definitely don't want to cut, though. You definitely don't want to cut. No, no, no. I don't want to cut. Um, I know I have a couple girls who played last year as juniors that probably are just going to cut themselves. One of them quit the, one of them quit the JB team um, uh, for uh, for uh, for volleyball this year, right? So she's she's got that quitter mentality. I don't know if she'll stick around, but I mean, I I told the AD I said let's just go two teams, and I'm just trying to kind of work it out with you guys here. I mean, get your get your thoughts, but go two teams, freshman and varsity. Or we could call it a Froshmore in varsity. Yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Football. You don't want to call it freshman. So I think you got to rebrand. This is what I had to do when I coached boys volleyball is we had 
we had JV one, JV two, and varsity. Yeah. So I could move because I gotta move. Like I can't call them freshmen because sometimes I'd have to have a sophomore on the front. I mean, <laughs> right. so it's a branding thing. And then when they yeah. think they're on junior varsity, it's better than it's like a you know I'm a freshman. I'm on JV. Yeah. You know, so it's a brand. You got to think about it if you if yeah. you do yeah. that. I can't I can't do JV because I'm gonna have I have a lot of freshmen. I, I mean, in a couple of years, coach, we're gonna be a good program. I believe. Is there is there a rule about what? where people can be um no I mean, why can't freshmen be on jv they can it's just i i just know i mean these 14 year old kids are going to be playing against 16 17 year old kids and they're going to lose 70 to oh five. you're saying they got to play they got to play the freshman schedule i mean if they go and play the if they go and play a jv schedule it's going to be brutal i mean yeah, i brutal. saw I mean, I'm going to do my best to help. I think that a good coach can certainly help deter some of that in playing not necessarily the way I think they should play, but playing the way I think that's going to set them up for the most success is going to be important. But I just saw some of the scorebook from last year, and they had a freshman team and a sophomore team, and some of the girls would play both ways. You know, they would play three-quarters uh, of freshmen and three-quarters of the sophomore team, and it was a lot of freshmen um, and then some juniors playing on the sophomore slash JV team, and they played a lot of straight JV girls, and they just got whooped bad, like 70 to 10, just demolished. So, so I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other people think. I, I, I'm almost thinking you should have three teams and, like, have two of them practice together. You want the kids at the right level. How many freshmen, right. how many freshmen do you have? Um, I'd rather have, I'd rather have, I'd rather have seven at each level and then have JV and varsity practice together. Yeah. Then trying to put like, cause there's going to be less standing, more playing. Um, the problem is finding coaches that are going to be good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. and gym space and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have the, the thing is the one thing, what you could do is you could have like one day, the JV and the freshmen go, maybe then you grab a couple from the JV. So you got 10 and then you could, you could do it where they kind of go, that JV team can kind of go back and forth uh, where the freshmen probably are never going to be with you, but. Um, I'll have probably eight or nine freshmen uh, for sure. Maybe 10 freshmen. And then the rest are a mix of sophomores, juniors, and seniors, seniors. and maybe 10 or though, maybe 10 or a total of that. So you leave those bottom seven freshmen there, let them play the freshman schedule, and then the good, better freshmen that aren't going to be with you maybe play JV, maybe those two or three play JV, thinking that maybe someday they can, you know, and then maybe, I don't know. I just think, I just think if you get like, if you get in the mid 20, if you get in the mid 20s, all of a sudden you're putting 12 or 13, there's a lot yeah, of, a lot of, PTs. a lot of standing, a lot of not yeah. playing. Um, yeah. And especially like youngsters. It, I mean, you and I have talked. Half your team is freshmen or youngsters. Right. They got to. They got to get reps, man. They got to yeah. play. Um, and it and it sucks. It sucks for the coach when you have seven people or eight people at practice and you're trying to. It's like, well, right. you got to figure it out. Like you can. Yeah, right. You know, um, because it's we'll not have, a long term. It's a short term yeah. problem. It's not a long term problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Would you, like Coach Rex, would you mind like sacrificing your freshman season, quote unquote, with the freshman guys, if it's going to be like kind of brutal, if it's like, as Coach Collins just mentioned, the seven so not so great freshmen or decent freshmen, and then your yeah. good freshman play on JV1 or JV2, like are you okay sacrificing like that freshman season yeah. in terms of like play? Why, yeah. like still play, but like I, I'm assuming it just won't be as competitive as you would like in your program. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the that's problem true. with it. The problem yeah. and this is someone that's had it is like, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna answer Rex, but I is there's a fine line. You're not sacrificing, but you don't want to demoralize them. That's the problem. Is like because if they don't like it, they ain't gonna come out. They're not gonna come out again. And he, and, and Rex coaches girls. Right. Girls would be worse if they if they have a bad experience. They're done. Like yeah, right. you know, guys will just go. F you, the coach was horrible, blah, I'm better. I should be playing for the Bucks, kind of thing. Girls would just go, I'm going to go do something else. Like, unless they're one of the good ones. And one of the good ones are getting all the accolades anyway. So, um, it's, yeah, it, it, there's a there's a more of a social, like, I, you know. And the, don't get me wrong. If he, if he only had eight people in his school and they're all fresh, well, you got to do what you got to do. But, um, right. Yeah, I think that's a he, – he asked a question, too. Do you have a COVID – do you have to sign something for COVID? The girls have to sign something for COVID? Yeah, I, just, I was curious about that. I'm what do you of, mean? Like a waiver? Is there a COVID waiver? I know some states are COVID waivers. No waiver. Um, no, not here in North Dakota. Um, no COVID waiver. Um, just, you know, we have our COVID protocols. I mean, everybody's got to wear a mask at certain times and make sure we're breaking up practice every 10 to 15 minutes uh, – so that we're social distancing. I know. I, know. I just, I, I had to sign, I had to sign my first COVID waiver. Cause I'm getting like, um, I want to upgrade my, my wife. I'm my, I'm thinking we got fiber put in our neighborhood. So like someone's got to come in the house and hook it up. And uh, it's a lot faster than like the normal cable kind of, I have a pretty fast internet, but this will be really fast. Right. Um, but they got to come in the house. So I had to like, oh, no one's been sick. No one's done. I, I've never had like, whoa, this is a whole yeah, new world. Something. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not going to hold us responsible basically if someone gets sick is what I had. That was the last box I had to check. You won't sue us. <laughs> yeah. I, I was asking that question only because we do it here in New York or at least for my program. So we had to do, we had to do that. So the kids or the parents had, had to, to sign, sign a waiver saying, Hey, you can't hold us liable, God forbid, knock on wood, that, you know, something happens. So that's what I was curious when on top of the physicals, like, do you have them sign a waiver as well just to, like, make you guys not technically liable if something was to happen? Yeah. That's the question you have to think about now. Yeah, you're not – schools are schools have a bigger umbrella. Like, we're a little bit more protected in that sense, especially if we're coaching for the school. But um, it's hard – it's hard – it's hard – unless I'm negligent. If I'm negligent, it's different. But, you know, schools don't – public schools don't tend to get sued unless you're right. negligent. If you're negligent, you should get sued. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a harder lawsuit from my lawyer friends than, you know, if you're running – if you're in another organization. So, Mark, did I answer your question on the offensive thing? Yeah, I've got another um, different question, but okay. I, I don't want to – No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jump in. Uh, I feel like it's so a Brady this, Bunch. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a work call in a few minutes, so it's probably my okay. last question. Okay. The, um, so I just want to get uh, yours, your guys' thoughts on just the last-second scenario 
And um, my thought process is, say it's the end of the game, it's like 15 seconds, and the, uh, the other team has the ball. If it's a, a zero, if it's tied, basically, um, can't spell tied, let's just say zero. Let's say uh, a one-point lead and a two-point lead. I already have my three-point lead scenario, whether I foul them or I kind of got that mentally. But if you're on defense with 15 seconds left and it's tied, my question is, are you very uh, – are you aggressive all or are you just pack it in, pack line, or whatever you want? That was my first – actually, a three-part question. My first, if it's tied. Well, my, my question, what's the foul situation? Is it like are, are they in the bonus – if you foul, like if are you are they in the bonus if you foul or or what like a, the single bonus or the double? That would be another question. I it would be. It would be. You could be more. And that's a great point. If 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 I have fouls to give, I'm, I might come at you if it's tied. Um, with 15 seconds to go, tied. It's also going to depend on where I'm playing um, right. and what game it is. Um, if I'm the underdog or if I'm the if I'm or I feel like I'm I'm the better team and we just got ourselves in this situation. Um, so the, all those factors like are X factors. Like if I'm at home and we, we're playing really well right now, you know, it, part of it's salesman too. If it's tied in 15 seconds, I might change my defense, first of all, uh, especially if we're coming out of a timeout because uh, – especially if it's worked earlier in the game, because I'm going to try to throw the other team off their rhythm a little bit. So if we've been in man, I'm going to go zone. Um, I'm also, it, it depends on, <laughs> there's so many, this is a stats teacher in me. There's so many variables to this. It's really hard. Um, but uh, there's part of it, especially coaching boys, there's a lot of salesmanship at this point. So if I think, you know, I don't really want to go to overtime. Um, again there's salesmanship yeah. involved in this. So a lot of times I'll come in here, we're going to stop them. Like we, this is us. We're, we're, we're mad. We're not changing. We're going to stop them. Here we go. Um, and I got to rah, rah, rah them. Um, other times it's like, it's, it, you know, how did we get to tie? Were we up? Were we down? <clears throat> One of these games is going back and forth. Um, so if, if we were playing really well and all of a sudden they are making a run at us, I'm probably changing up and maybe being a little bit more aggressive. If, if all of a sudden we're coming, we've had to fight our way back. Um, I'm probably going to play it straight. Um, You're giving me a lot of different options here. I am. The so, problem no, is, so Rex, you know, you know, what, you know what the stats teacher's telling you is there isn't a right answer for this. Well, so Rex, to answer <laughs> your question is, is I'm saying no fouls to give. So if we have fouls to give, we're aggressive, right? Aggressive, maybe taking a chance of fouling. But my, my thought my question is if it's is there any different in your thought process if it's tied or if we have a one point or two point lead are you playing that differently or is it all under the same philosophy obviously i have a philosophy it's a three-point lead oh how to play that you understand my question it, yeah so one point lead and two point lead is a lot different because we're winning so one <laughs> point one point lead two point lead you would play uh, pack it in and make them make the I just play shot. our D, I just play our D at that point hopefully yeah. I mean I, I will have timeouts I'm telling you right now you can watch the 600 basketball games I've coached if there's 15 seconds to go unless something's happened I got a timeout right 
Right. So, they, what I'm saying is they have, as far as the defense that you're employing. No, no, no. What I'm saying one. is if, let's say it goes bad and we're up one and they score, we're going to call a timeout. If they, if they score, if they score and it's tied, it's a two. You know, if we're up two, I'm saying no threes. Like, I'm saying run, we're going to run them off the line. We're not going to follow them. We're going to play our normal D. They hit a two. They hit a two. I call a timeout. That's where a high school rule, we should get it to happen. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. No matter where you listen, Apple, Spotify, we love those five-star reviews. Make sure you also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network.